Welcome to the very first episode of the I'm a Lady Like That podcast. Since we're all new here, I'll give an introduction. I'm Camille Clement, and I'm a lady like that. As we continue learning together, you'll see that I'm a lady like that isn't necessarily limited to being or doing one thing. Being a lady like that means so much more than the traditional definition of the word lady. So join me as we learn what it means to be a lady and so much more. Today on the podcast, we have Kelly Wynn Ferguson, the owner and founder of Kelly Wynn Handbags right here in Austin, Texas. We'll be talking to Kelly about all things entrepreneurial, being a mother, what work-life balance looks like for her, and much more. Watch our interview on my YouTube or Instagram. Subscribe, rate, and review, and enjoy. Okay, yay! Hi, Kelly. Hi. Thanks so much for being here. This is so much fun. I'm so excited. Okay, so you are the CEO and founder of Kelly One Handbags. That's right. That's amazing. <laughs> Let's start off with some coffee. Let's please get some up. coffee going. We are going to do a French press. A French press. So coffee. we're going to... I have never made one of these before. Me either. <laughs> is that what it's supposed to look like? Do you all make French press? <laughs> It looks like tea. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'd like to try my coffee tea now. Oh, maybe milk. I should. Maybe. Your water, <laughs> my your milk. creamed water. Cheers. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Tastes like water with creamer yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. You might want to go take a class. <clears throat> okay, so coffee was a fail. Maybe we should take a bite of a croissant. <clears throat> croissant? Thank you, madame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm. going to rip a bite. <laughs> oh, that was much more ladylike. <laughs> now we've got the fuel. Now we've got the fuel. Chub. Mm-hmm. So, Kelly, where did you get your love of fashion and style and creating beautiful things. I have always loved accessories, even from a young age. I collected handbags with my mom growing up. I always had a bag on my shoulder and there are pictures to prove it. So cute. But I put the fashion industry up on a pedestal. I felt like it was only for celebrity type people. Yeah. But my parents were my biggest encouragers. They were my balcony people. My mom taught me about leading a balcony life, which is bringing out the best in others and myself. So they were really the ones that encouraged me to create beautiful things from the inside out. That's really sweet. That's Mm. incredibly powerful Mm. to have that support and that encouragement. So tell me more about this balcony life. Of course. So at Kelly Wynn, we commit to lifting people up and cheering them on to achieve and overcome. This is fundamental to our brand, and it impacts how we operate as a business all the way down to our individual interactions. Everything we do is guided by our balcony standards, which is responsible business practices and quality products, actions to cheer on our customers. We are their biggest cheerleaders, partnerships that promote shared value, and bringing out the best in others through philanthropy and charitable partnerships. So think about it like this. Basement people bring you down and balcony people bring you up. We make an effort to celebrate all the little and big accomplishments for ourselves and for each other. And we do this because it's easy to forget how far we've come, how strong we are, and how much good we can do. So we want every woman to feel supported, encouraged, and confident in pursuing her dreams. So we like to say, when you need us, we'll be here, handbag in tow, rooting for your wins. I love that. Oh my gosh. Also, I feel like 
you guys have done an incredible job of making the customer feel like y'all are friends. I really feel like I'm so glad you said that because creating that we love our customer and we want to be their friend and we want to engage and chat like friends do. So even on social media, everything like I am in the DMs, responding to customers when I can. I just love to have that fun, friendly engagement. Yeah, that's so fun. So have you always wanted to start your own business? How did you catch this entrepreneurial bug? Uh, So my grandfather born and raised in Mississippi, started his own business, White Construction Company. And now it's a family business. And my dad opened up a branch in Austin back when Austin wasn't even on the map yet. Yeah, yeah. And I watched him grind it out daily, working so hard to build this business when he knew nobody here. And so I have admired everything that he has accomplished over the years, just watching him grind it out and seeing what it takes to run a business, start a business. I've watched him create a business based on honesty and loyalty and respect. And so I wanted that. And that's kind of how I caught that entrepreneurial bug. But I never knew that I would start my own business from scratch. And it's funny thinking back to those early years because I love accessories, but no one in my family is in the fashion industry. So it kind of felt random a little bit to just go out on a whim and start this fashion-oriented business. Um, And even my friends, like at the time, there weren't that many people my age starting their own business. So it kind of felt it was a little bit unheard of. Um, But I just had that innate desire to create beautiful things from an early age. And once I set my mind to it, I just had to keep going. I had to try. Right. That's incredible. And how, you were really young. How old were you? I was 26. Okay, yeah. cool. 34 awesome. now, so it's... That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Wow. I remember when y'all started and it was the coolest thing, seeing this girl, you seemed like, oh my gosh, we were, everyone was just obsessed with you. <laughs> You're and so it was it was so cool to see, um, you know, a woman that was super relatable, Mm -hmm. starting a business, and it was incredibly powerful and is still super empowering just watching you run your business. Thank you for saying that. That's why I I like to share my stories. I like to get vulnerable and just share my struggles, my failures, and my successes because both are equally important. So absolutely. mm -hmm. So you grew up in Austin. Why has Austin been the perfect place for you to start your business? Well, I first want to give a shout out to my alma mater, Ole Miss, Hottie Toddy. <laughs> oh my gosh, my heart and soul is with Mississippi. My whole family's from Mississippi, yeah. and so many people have come out of the woodworks to support me from the state of Mississippi and all the Ole Miss alumni, customers, stores, so many people from the very beginning were so encouraging to me. So had to give a shout out there. But Austin is just a dream city for entrepreneurs. I mean, it is such a wonderful place to build a business because there's so many people here doing the same thing and right. also willing to support each other. So it's been really nice. I've been a part of, you know, mastermind groups and female mom oriented just groups of women that are coming together to share struggles and challenges and support each other, but just feel like it's a, a safe place, a safe community to just to get vulnerable and to share those experiences with with each other and expect support in return because Austin steps up every time every time like somebody steps up to support you and I just feel that daily here 
It's so true. I've talked about that a lot. I feel like Austin's community is so unique in that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there, it seems like there aren't a lot of places that have communities that are so supportive of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and, um, you know, people really coming together to support one another and hear each other when, you know, they go through failures Mm -hmm. and then helping people pick back up again. It's just very unique and it's really really a special place to do creative things mm-hmm. and, and it's such a creative it's city. awesome I mean it's just the the energy here is, yeah um wonderful especially if you have that entrepreneurial spirit right and right like you creating said, things it's just so yeah. many people do it's yeah. crazy right. so many people do here it's awesome mm-hmm. so how many employees do you have working for you right now so my team has grown immensely over the last eight years we have about 20 people working daily to ensure the success of kelly Wynn. And I work with a core team of about 10 people, uh, which now actually includes a few men. That's um, awesome. Some are with me in the office in Austin, and then some work remote in Alabama, in Mississippi, and even Oregon. And oh, wow. beyond this core team, I closely work with my financial team, and we have a fulfillment center based here in Austin. Our web agency is in Oregon. We work with a creative agency in L.A., photographer in Palm Springs, and we source our leathers and manufacture product in Italy and Brazil, India, China, and beyond. It's crazy to think that an idea I first had at 26 years old has grown into a brand that literally all over the world, I am now celebrating eight years in business. What? so crazy. Now that is a win. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that should tell everyone listening that Anything is possible when you set your mind to it. You have a little faith, support system, like we've been talking about. Yeah, you can do anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I've got a great team standing in my balcony supporting me. That's awesome. So y'all have a fulfillment center here in Austin. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. We love, I mean, they are working with the, the inventory, the product um, daily, obviously, shipping out to our customers and we spend a lot of time with them ensuring that the product is exactly how we want the customer to experience it. The whole unpackaging, um, just that experience you have when you first open a Kelly Wynn bag because it's so important. Right. You know? And it's so exciting. You open Opening, the box yeah. and it's turquoise with Kelly Wynn pattern and it's, it's just so, so happy and fun and joyful. So how many stores are you selling your bags in right now? That's a great question, and I'm excited you asked. So in 2020, we made the shift to become a direct-to-consumer brand, meaning we sell our product direct to the customer. There are no middle people and no high markups. So by doing this, we're able to engage with our customer in a more hands-on way and have more control over our product and the experience our customer receives when purchasing a Kelly Wynn bag, which is what I was talking about, opening that box. So we want the experience to be the best it can possibly be. So we currently only sell our product on kellywin.com. Nordstrom has been an incredible partner over the years, and they give us the opportunity to capture new customers that may not know about our brand. So it's a great partner to have. I remember when y'all first got into Nordstrom. So a few of my friends, we did the photo shoot yes. um, for some of the bags. Yes, you were like, models. Yeah, we were models. It was so fun <laughs> so for the fun. launch in Nordstrom. It was so exciting. And then... You had Neely win on the day y'all <laughs> launched. <laughs> the same day Nordstrom so launched crazy. their product, I had my daughter Neely win. Like the craziest day of my life. Oh like, my gosh. So surreal. It's, it it's, is so it's a surreal. Good, a very good memory. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's wild. Yeah. So, how did the idea for your business come about? 
So like I mentioned, I love accessories. And in college, my friends called me the accessories queen. They would always come to me to accessorize them yes. with jewelry, bags, anything. Um, and I used to kind of joke, like one day when I have my own handbag line, like that would happen, I would right. do XYZ. And so fast forward, um, I graduated from Ole Miss in 2009. The job market was terrible. That was during the recession. Yeah. And I ended up moving to Dallas and got a job at a boutique PR firm. And I was one of three people, which at the time I had no idea how much I would learn just being one of three. But right. the most valuable um, time at that business was just getting to observe my boss and how she ran her business yep. and how she handled um, challenges along the way. And so I just... I was able to use my graphic design skills and wrote press releases, network with people, did photography, so many different things. And I learned about branding a business too. So I did that for about three years. And in the third year, I started to get really antsy and kind of just, you know, fear the unknown because right. I was like, I don't want to do public relations forever. Right. And I had a career mentor that I would get together with for coffee occasionally. And one Monday... I got together with her, and she could tell I was really frustrated. I was really feeling those Monday blues, which I don't have anymore, by the way, because I'm doing something I love. Wow. So anyway, I was having those Monday blues, and she just asked me the simplest question that led to my aha moment. She was like, Kelly, take a breather. If you could do anything, anything, money was an issue, the sky's the limit, what would it be? And that was the first moment I just blurted out. I just want to design handbags, as crazy as that sounds. But let's move on to the next thing because that is definitely not going to happen. And she just had this calm demeanor about herself. And in the, the sweetest voice, she just said, why not, Kelly? Like, what's stopping you from doing this? And she pushed me to just think about it and pray about it and really just, I mean, this would be a huge decision to make, but just like, hey, like just start sketching and just see what happens. And like I mentioned, I had graphic design skills, so I designed my logo. And then yep. once I saw my logo come to life, it was like I felt the whole business kind of coming together. Right. Um, and I spent the next year just researching and talking to people and anyone that would connect with me in the fashion industry or somebody who knew somebody who knows somebody in the industry, like, hey, would you just talk to me? I mean, I would cold, cold call and I met with the international ambassador for the city of Dallas like to learn wow. about manufacturing overseas versus the U.S. Just so many incredible relationships that I made along the way that really led me to where I am right now. And I, the whole time, I kept feeling the Lord pushing me to choose courage over comfort. And so I felt that in the last eight years to just continuously choose courage over comfort because— just starting the business is really hard, but everything along the way is just as hard. I mean, every everything's so new and ev everything I'm doing, I only know what I know. And so every step that I take along the way, I'm having to constantly choose courage. Right, yeah. absolutely. Um, it's incredible when you come to those moments and you feel so validated by um, feeling like you're really supposed to be doing what you're doing, like mm -hmm. you're creating your logo and like having this moment where you're like, hey, I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah. That's so powerful. And also just taking it step by step and asking yeah. people for help and right. asking people for their knowledge, which is why I'm doing this. I want to learn from other people, people that have started their own businesses and started from scratch. And that's right. incredibly powerful to hear, you know, from the starting point to where you are now mm -hmm. and your brand anniversary yes. in April yes. coming up. That's crazy. Yes. That's so, I mean, so it, cool. And it, 
it's one thing to just start and to see somebody in business for eight years. I'm here to tell you, I've had so many challenges, so many failures along the way, like, but you cannot give up. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just keep going, girl. I will. Thanks for the encouragement. Because <laughs> we all need it. We yeah, all need the encouragement. Right, right. What were some roadblocks and struggles that you faced in starting your business? Well, first of all, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I had just quit my job and I was scared to death, you yeah. know, but I was so like, giddy and excited and eager. And after doing so much research, I had found this manufacturer that was a really reputable manufacturer in New Jersey. All I had were basic sketches and designs. And I naively went into this meeting thinking that everyone is as friendly as women from the South. Right. (laughs) (laughs) A little did we know. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, and this is how every designer starts. They present sketches and designs. You know, it's a concept at first. And this guy, after I had flipped through and explained all the concept to him, he stood up crossed his arms, looked me up and down and said, is this a hobby, sweetie? And I just like, I I awkwardly laughed it off. I mean, I had no, like, what do you say? I had no clue. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm actually trying to do this. But I just awkwardly laughed him off, killed him with kindness and just walked out the door like so disappointed, you know, feeling like a failure. Um, And then I just... After thinking about it more, I just, I got mad, Mm -hmm. you know, I got angry and I started to use that experience to fuel my fire to prove him wrong. Right. And um, I realized in that moment is that we're all going to experience moments of failure. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important when you do to fail forward. So learn from that experience because we're all going to fall and we're all going to fail, but I choose to fall forward, to fail forward and become stronger because of it. That's incredibly powerful. It's all about how you Mm -hmm. react and respond Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. a failure like that. Sometimes it gets really hard to fall forward and fail forward and it's a choice for sure. And that was, I mean, part of, part of the difficult, part of the difficulty with this was my age and the way I looked. I looked really young when I first started this business. I still look young. And so that was a constant struggle for me to overcome um, the way people would react to me starting a business being so young. Right. Um, And so I learned to dress the part and exude that confidence. And I walked in to the, I walked into the room and it was like, I am here. Watch out. Right. <laughs> in, in New York, there was <laughs> there's one retailer um, that sold hardware. And yeah. I, every time I walked in, the guy would go, oh, it's Miss Texas. <laughs> I had amazing. bright yellow jeans on. Yes. It's like everyone in New York wears black. And right, I'm like, right. here I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And I was like, I'm not going to like sacrifice who I am just because Absolutely. of the way some of these people were treating me. Yeah. And so I've stayed true to, to that to this day. You and that's part of have. how I've grown Kelly Wynn because we're really known for our bold, fun, printed patterns. And, right. And people love that. Yeah, people love yeah. it. Yeah. You've stuck with it. <laughs> so what does a day in the life of Kelly Wynn Ferguson business owner look like? <sighs> so <laughs> pre-COVID, I was traveling nonstop for shows, speaking events, markets, photo shoots, but that slowed down last year and it gave me the opportunity to actually work 
on the business, not just in the business. Like I was truly flying by the seat of my pants, running full speed ahead. And I am so thankful for the time I had last year to reset, reprioritize, and restructure. The Lord was working overtime to show me his purpose for my business. And for the first time ever, if you can believe, my team put into writing our mission statement, vision, brand promise, mantra, our pillars, our verbal and visual identity, our audience snapshots, et cetera. I mean, it's 100 pages long. (laughs) So now as a team, we are working more fluidly and we have big and small goals we are achieving together. And I'm personally really focused on our big picture growth and strategy. So a lot of my daily role in the business is making sure we are living up to our brand promise and working closely with the design and marketing teams to ensure we're producing product and engagement that our customers expect from us. So I have my hands in all departments, overseeing the financials, ensuring we're meeting forecasts, all the way down to engaging with a customer on social media, which is my favorite. Um, and we just, we have the best customers. It takes a village truly to keep everything moving at the pace that the fashion industry moves. That is so true. And trying to sit down and do the work and putting a mission statement together and marketing strategies and everything. It it takes so much work. So much time. And I just was running before. I mean, in eight years, it's just I never stopped to put that in writing. And it's helped me so much. I read my purpose statement every morning when I wake up because it just, you know, it's prep with purpose. So it helps me every day when when I get started to just remember the purpose of my day personal life, business, everything. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you said you had been working in the business and you had the opportunity during the pandemic to slow down and work on the business. I'm sure so many business owners can relate to that Mm -hmm. because there's definitely a difference in working in the business Mm -hmm. versus working on the business and making those improvements and creating a powerful mission statement that you really connect with. Right, right your audience connects with, that's, it makes a world of difference yeah. with a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something most CEOs struggle with. Yeah. So, um, I think it's important to set aside time on your calendar each week to do that. And so after I realized how crucial it was this last year to work on the business, I'm now doing that and I've had time it's different every week, but I have that time set aside. Right. Yeah. That's huge mm-hmm. to set aside that time every mm-hmm. week and actually, you know, penciling it into your schedule yeah, and right. if making it's not on the yourself, calendar, it's not going to happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, making yourself mm-hmm. sit down and mm-hmm. do the work. That's huge. Yeah. How do you keep up with the demands that come with managing social media marketing for your brand? To be honest, we do and we don't. <laughs> there are so many platforms, so many ideas, so much content to create constantly and to edit. And we don't have the capacity to be as active as we'd like to be. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's more than a full-time job. It almost feels like every part of every business now, or at least ours specifically as we're selling handbags strictly online only, is somehow marketing related. And we all feel like we have to be doing everything there is to offer on social media every minute of the day. But it's okay if you aren't. <laughs> Right. The options are unlimited now. It's Instagram, photos on the feed, on reels, stories, Facebook, TikTok. 
Snapchat, Pinterest, YouTube, and whatever the next thing is that starts tomorrow. So true. <laughs> we want to be thriving on it all, but we're still only a few real people running this brand from laptops and phones and have to pick and choose the platforms we want to be fully present on every single day versus spreading ourselves too thin. We've also realized that likes matter a whole lot less and sales matter a whole lot more. With that said, we do believe our social platforms are crucial to our brand as this is where we really engage and connect with our customers in a personal, fun, and sometimes even vulnerable way like I've talked about previously. This is where we share thoughts and gauge interests and uplift each other. And it's a place to get our creative juices flowing, new ideas are sometimes sparked in new ways and we always wanna engage with the customer on what, what they want to see. Um, social media, you know, can be a very scary black hole, a treadmill mm -hmm. that never stops. Your thief of joy due to comparison, or it can be a fun outlet and a place to connect and create and support. It all depends on how you look at it and what attitude you choose to take on. Running social media truly is a full-time job, and I feel like expectations are so high to mm -hmm. constantly be on social media. But like you said, it can totally be a thief of joy, and it. Mm -hmm really is about how you um, manage your time with it. Even yeah. as a brand, being right. present on the platform, mm -hmm. it's so important to set boundaries yeah. and balance things. And um, yeah, I think it, it totally is what you make mm -hmm. it. And y'all's culture and customer base is such a huge part of that. And like I said, it really feels like friendships and people mm -hmm. connecting and I know my friends and I feel like that from <laughs> following you. and, and um, That makes you know, me so happy because it's, it's just, I mean, especially when, when COVID hit, we're like, we don't want to just, we don't want to add to the noise, you know? Yeah, and so, so we chose to just be uplifting the whole time. And I actually did, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this, but I did a treadmill. Uh, a soap. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> Oh, funny. I did a video. It was, have I poured to put that in. Soap oh my gosh. on the floor. And it was like running like a treadmill yes. indoor workout because you can't that leave your house. so funny. And I was like, hopefully this will just make people laugh. And y'all, yeah. funny, America's Funniest Home Video yes. picked it up. Yes. We did not submit it. They found us. That was so great. I completely forgot about yeah, that. I know, it's me so too. Funny. It's just, so that's just an example. Just like right. keep the joy yes. on social media. And, yeah. and we want to just lift, lift our customers up and each other. So. That's so great. Yeah. I've done such a good job of doing Thank that. You. We all have trouble staying focused. What entrepreneurial tricks have you discovered that have helped you stay focused and on track and getting things done on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, that is quite the challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a, a detailed daily calendar. Even if I have a, a project that I have to work on, that's not something that has to get done right away, but I know I'm going to need X amount of hours to work on it, I'll put that on the calendar right. to block out that time. Um, and I also, I really value waking up early in the morning before my family gets up so I can have my quiet time, drink my coffee, plan out my day, you know, answer any immediate emails that right. need attending to right then. So that way it's like, I don't feel like I'm going into my day just anxiety driven right, because right. I've got so much on my plate. And it also helps me with having the ability to be present with my husband and my daughter yeah. when they do wake up in the morning. I'm not like on my phone, checking my emails, right. seeing what's going on. So I've already done that, set that time aside. And then during the workday, you know, everyone I feel like gets 
slumps during the day. And when I do, I will just stop what I'm doing instead Mm -hmm. of powering through and go take a little 10 minute walk, you know, and just clear my head, freshen up kind of thing. And just like hit refresh. I love um, that. And it really clears your head if you step away from the blue light because it's yes. just if you're literally staring at a computer screen all day, you're going to be less productive as if you were to just get up, take a 10-minute break, and then come back. Right. It's crazy what that does. Mm-hmm. Like just going mm-hmm. on a quick walk or yeah. doing something else for 10 minutes, not looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is so huge to really set your mind right mm-hmm. before like, yeah, being with your husband and daughter, mm-hmm. that's huge because you have your intention set for your, your day. You know what you're doing. You're awake. You're prepared. And you're not, not going into your day like, I have to do all this stuff. Yeah, and that's right. so big. Yeah. Now, there are days where I oversleep. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. those days, I do start my day a little bit more stressful. Yeah. So I yeah. really love that quiet time in the morning. Right. Yeah, yeah. you posted on your story this week. <laughs> Literally, I responded to your story because you said, I've been waking up early and it's yeah. like changed my days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted mm-hmm. to be that person that wakes yeah. up super, super early. But and you were like, I'm such a night owl. Yeah. I'm such a night owl. It used to it's, be such a night owl. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's such a hard habit to break. Like, oh my gosh. It I'm, takes time, but you can do it. It's, yeah. It's definitely taken years of slowly waking up earlier and earlier in the morning. Yeah. And now I can't stay up past 9.30. Like, I'm so tired. Oh my gosh. I, I think I want that. Yeah. I want to be in bed at 9.30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to be like asleep at 9.30. <laughs> Can everyone just go to sleep at 9.30? Wouldn't that be better? Yes. <laughs> okay. When you find yourself stuck on a design, what do you do to get past that mental block and get back to a creative space? I thrive off the energy of others like you <laughs> in this moment. So I'm in- most inspired when I'm around other people. Yeah. Uh, when I'm traveling, when I'm shopping, which for me is research. Yeah. My favorite inspirational trips used to be to, to New York twice a year for a leather show. The city just gets my design juices flowing. Absolutely. But that has been put on pause for the time being, which has been challenging, and we've had to pivot. So we're now able to gain a lot of inspiration from a platform called WGSN, which is an exclusive platform with all the latest trends in fashion. So if I'm ever feeling stuck, you know, I'll take a step back, go on a walk, like I said, pray about it, look at it with a fresh eye the next day. Fortunately, I have an incredible design team now, so it's not all on my shoulders. And we are doing a lot of data research to determine what exactly our customer wants from Kelly Wynn so we can keep providing beautiful product that you and they need. You need. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. Oh, my gosh. I love it. That's really crazy that y'all are doing data research. That's, like, Yeah, I mean, it's... It's like a, a big move. It's Which is interesting because when I first started Kelly Wynn, I just was designing bags that I wanted, right. bags that I loved, and we're still doing that, but it's so much more um, data-driven because yeah. I, I really want to, I want to make sure that I provide what the customer wants. Right, you know, right. It's not just about me. Um, it's about every all of us who we're all designing for. Um, and so that data research has been able to, to help us in all the design process. It's been really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. What does a day in the life of Kelly Wynn Ferguson, mom to Neely Wynn, look like? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) My my favorite part of the day is waking her up and getting in bed and snuggling for a few minutes before we get grooving for the day. It's just the sweetest, 
sweetest moment. Uh, we're going through a struggle right now. I have to make make her make her spit out her pasties every morning. It's oh like spit the pasty out, yes. spit the pasty out. Pasties just for night night. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, but it's simply the best, and I feel like I'm able to do this at this point because I've woken up early and had that quiet time and accomplished my to do list or yeah. started on my to do list for the day. So my mind isn't racing with everything I should be doing in that moment. Right. So it's so special. And it's a challenge for sure, but I've been working hard to live in the present, put my phone away when I can, and just be with my family. So I am allowing myself to actually pick up Mealyman from school and take her to ballet, for example. My hours are so different from most, and it took me a while to not feel guilty breaking away from the office to do something with my daughter in the middle of the day. I've had to fight both sides of guilt, not being there for Neely Wynn, or not being there for my team. And I've realized I can be there for both. It just takes balance and communication. I let my daughter know if I can't be there to pick her up from school so she knows what to expect. And I let my team know if I'll be unavailable for 45 minutes during Neely Wynn's ballet. And everyone understands, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and likewise, I'm understanding if someone on my team needs to take care of something on their end. As long as the work gets done, I am extremely understanding. We all have personalized outside of work and our families should come first. So at the end of the day, I get home and I am greeted with a big hug and more snuggles and it makes the day that much sweeter. At two and a half, she knows that mommy makes handbags and works very hard every day. And I am setting an example for her that she too can achieve her dreams just like mommy. I want her to know I am standing in her balcony, handbag in tow, always rooting for her wins. Oh my gosh, and Neely Wynn is so cute. She is <laughs> such a character. She brings so much life to oh, everything. She's, she's darling. Oh my goodness, thank you. Oh my she's gosh, that's so sweet. I love sweet. her so much. It's so important. I'm sure so many people can relate to the struggle of balancing, mm -hmm. you know, just your personal life in general with work life. And yeah. hearing you say that you're like, if I need to leave it, three and mm -hmm. you know I go get Neely in from school and whatever um that is huge yeah. that's incredible and I think this last year has showed people that um you know we're more productive mm -hmm. when we can do these right. things and take care of ourselves and our personal yeah. lives and our families and and put family first right. and be understanding and you know the work day doesn't necessarily have to be nine to five or right. whatever. 100%. Um, yeah. That's really cool to hear that you've been mm -hmm. able to really work on that this last year. Yeah. It's, I'm constantly working on it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. constant yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, thank you so much for being here and talking with me. This has been so incredible and so, so special. Um, of course. So you've just reached the milestone of eight years in business. That is incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't believe it's been eight years. Huge. Wow. Me neither. <laughs> so crazy. Is there anything you want to leave us with? You know, I mentioned this earlier, but this last year, 2020, was just so important for us because I got to take a step back and just really think about the future of Kelly Wynn and where we're headed and our mission and the purpose, what we're trying to do for our customers. And I really just want everyone to know that the Kelly Wynn brand is committed to lifting our customers up and cheering them on. We put our passion into designing accessories to inspire the same passion in you. We want every woman to feel confident in pursuing her dreams. When you need us, we'll be here in your balcony, handbag in tow, rooting for your wins.
Wow, that's incredible. Cheers to that. Let's go pop some champagne. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the very first episode of the I'm a Lady Like That podcast. For more information and show notes, visit my website at imaladylikethat.com. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube at I'm a Lady Like That. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.